What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle from Magpie247. Now, as you can probably tell by the voice, it's a positive episode. It's been 12 episodes of... No, it might be 11. It's 11 or 12 episodes <laughs> of negative, mostly negativity uh, regarding takeovers and fakeovers and more fakeovers and Premier League being corrupt and... Uh, and controversy all that, here and there. Uh, controversy here and there. But, however... Newcastle have signed two players in 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 one day, and we're 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 just going to talk about. It. There's no there's no plan in place. There's no there's no hymn sheet to sing off this week, Paul. It's just yeah, talking about Ryan Fraser and talking about Callum Wilson and the incoming um, Jamal Lewis, who has been as we speak withdrew from the Northern Ireland squad, and he should sign tomorrow um, for thirteen Is million. Well, it, it has been. It's been an. It's been the most un Newcastle Newcastle day ever, because um, Newcastle don't usually go out and make signings that make sense. They usually get a bargain bucket from France. They usually go to go to uh, the 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 Dutch league or the or the or the, the the pick the bottom of the barrel. But Paul Newcastle made a good transfer. I mean, they've went a, a relegated Bournemouth side. They've done similar to what they did with Rondon, and they picked the best. Strike out the relegation cherry side instead it. of uh, cherry. Well, that, that's a pun in <laughs> itself. But oh god, we've went. But we've went and got Colin Wilson from from Bournemouth, and I think this is an unbelievable signing. To be honest, R- regardless if we'd have been taken over or not, for me, this is a uh, this is one of them that changes a lot of things for Newcastle because for me, Newcastle. Last season, as you well know, Paul, up front, we un- until after the restart, we were shocking up front. Uh, Andy Carroll didn't score any goals. Jolin and really struggled for goals. Gale was in and out the side with injuries. Mutu was never seen. So up front, it was a really frustrating process to be a Newcastle fan. But I feel a lot better than I did going at the start of the season because we've brought in a player like Callum Wilson, who is... He's proven at a top level. He scored a lot of goals. He, he picked Newcastle. He, he, he's a stat, right? He's a stat for you. Callum Wilson, in what was one of his poorer seasons last season, few injuries and this, that and the other, and a struggling side, still single-handedly scored more goals than all of our strikers combined last season. That tells you, um, you know the state of the situation that that you know even in his worst season he's still by far better than all of the rest of our strikers put together but this Kyle is how all the other clubs normally feel every single year promoted sides like Leeds this season feel like this you've got Aston Villas who feel like this every other club goes out and signs players for weaknesses in the team now we don't normally do that so to complete two in a day and Jamal Lewis is literally flying in as as we uh, you know as we're recording this. This is how a club is operated. This is common sense. It's yes, it been is. an absolutely fantastic day, and you know for a Monday morning, which is normally pretty shit. I said before I did my man with van uh, video out and about today, and it says normally on Monday I'm pretty down and dreary, and it's getting back into the working routine. But today. I think people have been a bit uneasy because as I've, as I've delivered stuff and dropped stuff off, I've, I've had a smile on my face as if it's a Friday night and you're going out later on. Been absolutely and utterly fucking brilliant today. The business that the club's done, clearly uh, Lee Charlie, uh, Lee Charlie's wife has kicked him out 
or something like that because he's been able to go into work and do a little bit of work. Um, you know, and it's at, at last, we don't ask for much, Kyle, but little days like this, we don't ask for cup wins, league wins, continental qualification, but it's a little bit of hope. It's a, it's an absolute yeah. chink of light in a sea of shit that we've had to swim this entire um, summer with the takeover, the fakeover, the American bloke who can't even afford his mortgage, Chopper and his Adobe Photoshop. We've had it all. <laughs> we've had the lows this season. You know, Richard uh, Cockmaster, the hide-and-seek champion of the UK, we've had him to deal with. Uh, Protests. Uh, we've had it so, so much. We've had it yeah. all, mate. We have so to get, get days just a day like this that you just feel like a normal Premier League club is absolutely fantastic, but uh, brilliant, brilliant day, fantastic signings. It, it is, mate. Like it, it's such a, it's such a, like I said before, it's the more, it's, it's such an un Newcastle day kind of day because with the with the months that we've had, and as for Lee Charnley, before I go on to what I was going to initially say, I think Steve Bruce or the wife's put some speed in his coffee, mate. I think that's that's all it's down to, because <laughs> he's not... I've got a baby with Mike Ashley. I've got a baby <laughs> with Mike Ashley. Because i tell you something now, he's ever been kidnapped, somebody's cloned his card, or somebody's holding him hostage. But either which way, <laughs> I mean, if it's hostage, I'm not going to pay that pay the ransom to get him out, so it's it's case for that. You can keep him for as long as you want him. Um, but yeah, to loosen up the purse strings, he must really be worried about his £300 million investment that he's got uh, up in any one for him to be able to splash the cash in this way. But interesting sort of viewpoint on it, if you think about the £17 million that the Saudis paid as down payment, if you think about the £3 million we've just got for Ivan Tony. You can maybe see where the money's come from. <laughs> I don't care where the money's came from, to be honest. Yeah. Because, as I said before, we had such a frustrating season with strikers, and Callum Wilson comes in, and like he was linked with Chelsea seventy million last year. This this lad is probably one of the few strikers in the league I didn't think Newcastle could ever go and get. But he's been talking to the media on that day regarding his move, and he seems well accustomed with the team. Uh, yeah. speaking about the quality of the squad um, yes, we've, we've begged to differ <laughs> in recent weeks but um, obviously you, you look at Almiron, ESM the potential of Sean and Matty Longstaff Shelby's obviously Premier League quality uh, the core of the squad like Gail Lascelles uh, Kieran Clark you know the, the core of the squad is in who could forget Martin Dubravka in that as well oh, I thought you were saying Carl Dallow there but I've uh, no, 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 not qu- not quite, not after, not after no, the middle. No, Christianazzo. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, mate, with uh, Fraser coming in, who we'll get on to in a minute, but um, I think that could spell the end for it. So if Richie isn't um, gone the end of the summer, but um, no, it's just, it's just been it's just been a wicked day, mate, to to bring these two players in, especially with the the relationship they had at Bournemouth. I mean. Um, Owen, the native who we had on last week, it spoke, uh, sung their praises um, as a local lad. He's been seeing them play every week. And for, him, for them to come up here and, and, and play the trade here, to get both of them together for 20 million, take over or non take over. If you're a lower Premier League club, which is what we were last season, to bring these two in for 20 million is absolute 
brilliant business by Newcastle. It's it's it never happens. Like it never happens. The work like all the stars must have aligned for Newcastle to get this um to, to happen because it never happens. It really doesn't no. but for once no, normally well normally we're we're linked with players but then we end up signing somebody from the Bulgarian second division or you know from the Czech leagues or from you know some country in uh, South America you know what I mean we always normally take a chance with these signings we're not taking a chance with signing proven Premier League players and it looks as if Steve Bruce is having a bit of sway behind the scenes and is able to manipulate stuff I mean he's seen Joe Linton Joe Linton came in the same time he did and he's seen how that's worked out so he's probably said look I'm sorry like but you, you, you've lumbered me with, with one donkey you're not going to lumber, no, lumber me with, with any more you know, he's having to juggle the likes of Henri Savé, Ashlaf Lazar and co. Uh, he's had Jack Colback to put up with. And he's probably said no. You know, at, at the end of the day, I'm the one that faces the camera. I'm the one who has to talk to the fans. So give me the tools to do, you know, to do my job. And he has. That's probably why he's been quiet for the past couple of weeks as he stood up to them. But, uh, you know, kudos to whoever has made the, the common sense decision to be able to, you know, to... to to bring these in and another stat attack for you and it talked about Rob where is he when you need him eh? where are you at Rob um, but Fraser and Wilson for assists and goals um, have only ever been beaten by one combination in the Premier League um, era and that was uh, Shearer and Sutton and we all know that obviously their great partnership so that, that, that tells you alone the company that you're in there Tells you that you've got a crack, cracking combination. I mean, he's it's a bit of a strange one because obviously he likes to play on the left hand side, but I think he's predominantly right footed, isn't he? So mm. it's a bit of a, a bit of a strange one that. But the the thought of that front four in the bottom half of the table, you know, the, you touched upon it before. Looking at Southampton, a goal scorer in a team can make the difference between being where we were finishing and languishing towards the relegation zone to get you up towards the table. Yeah, it's a brilliant set of signings, mate. Like you say, as you sell, um, with the only better partnership over a season being Sutton and Shearer, it's it's just brilliant to see. I mean, you you combine those two with Alan St. Maximum. I mean, when Maximum was uh, like congratulating Wilson coming in, it's like I I, I say I say I, I, I like I responded to that comment. And I was like, I can't wait to see this this monster in front here. Because all there was there was a couple of points last season where Maxman put a beautiful ball into the box and it was just screaming for a centre forward to, to be on the end of it. But Jolin and being Jolin and he was either on the other side of the box or he was hitting himself at halfway line. Yeah, he, he was still he, he he just wasn't in the right position. Whereas you know for a fact if Colin will if if we had had a Colin Wilson be on the end of it, no problem because he's a uh, he's brilliant with both feet. He knows where the goal is. Uh, he gets into the box. He causes problems for defenders. He's got movement. He's got these little things that we need. And like you look at how scary that that front four is pace wise. It means teams are not going to want to be caught on the counter against us. Not a chance. I mean, we'll come up against West Ham at the weekend and we'll do a preview on it. He but, likes West Ham. Like, <laughs> Seven goals in eight games. And we like West Ham as well. I mean, we scored, I think we scored five goals against them last season in a team that scored 38 goals in 38 games. I don't think we scored more goals against any other team last season. And like, we'll bring, 
we're going to next season with this front four and West Ham are susceptible to counter-attacking football. If we catch them on the break with Fraser, uh, with Wilson, with with Almiron, with with Anson uh, Maximin, with Will, like I'll say them again, and again, and again. Like, it it must petrify the living shit out of the West Ham defence. Because if I was a a Diop or a Declan Rice, I, I'd be doing that thing Declan Rice was doing when he got woke up off Mason Mount screaming twice in that. Do you know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's it's just been such a refreshing day and. Like we needed it as a fan yeah. base, Kyle. The, the Newcastle fans needed something because you know, after two defeats against championship strugglers last season, with the injuries, with the takeover situation, and shit being flung at us from every fucking angle conceivable all summer, pundits pretending like the experts on Newcastle when they've never stepped uh, foot probably past Manchester. Um, we needed a bit of good news. We needed something to be able to grasp hold to yeah. give us, yeah, and and to do it in such a spectacular way. It's credit to the club, but um, you know this should this should be the normal. This should be the normal that we're signing this caliber, you know, of of uh, of, of players that they, you know, the fans are getting excited about the signings. You're not sitting there and going, uh, Henry, Henry, who, who the hell? Do you know what I mean? All the time. I mean, yes, take some chances occasionally, but you can't have a policy where every signing that you make is a roll of the dice because ultimately, you know yourself through probability, eventually you're going to get a series of just duds and we can't afford that. So you've got to back it up with proven quality experience. That's what we used to do back in the day for the entertainers and stuff like this. We didn't take too many risks. We signed players who could do it and who were proven and who were quality, who were internationals. And I know we're going to get on to touching probably the uh, the Norwich left back as well shortly, um, but I'm just literally blown away. Twenty million pounds spent today, but for those two players who last season would have cost what between fifty and what eighty ninety million pound, we've yeah. got them in for twenty million this season. Um, is is brilliant, and I know it's, I'm, I watched some uh, Bournemouth stuff this morning. I was watching some of his goals. He scores all types. It's not just tap-ins. He can score some thundercunts. He likes crosses. He's able to attack them. He can play in the very much the Solomon Rondon where he can play with his feet, his chest, his head. And and the assists as well. Last season, I think he, he got he's one of the highest assists um in the entire league. So as a striker, he's not just looking to score goals himself, he's looking to set other people up. So that tells me he's got the football intelligence. Um, and he's of the right cut of the cloth. She, obviously, he's got the backing of Alan Shearer as well. He's had a conversation with Alan Shearer a couple of weeks ago about the move, and obviously previously, a year or two back, when he had his ACL that got damaged as well. Um, so it ticks so many boxes, mate. It ticks so many. It does. It really does, mate. And we'll come on to Ryan Fraser now uh, more in depth because... As a winger, it, it's something we needed because we, we felt a bit deflated off losing Lazaro like we did, not getting much game time and all that. But he comes in on a five-year deal, Paul, and yeah, what a what a brilliant sign! And he's direct, he's fearless, he runs at the opposition, he he gets bums off seats. He's a he's a very talented winger. Is uh, is Ryan Fraser? He's fairly a young player as well, only twenty-five, so he's going to come in and have his prime years at Newcastle. So, for me, it's another one that makes total sense, Premier League experience. A lot of people had a couple of question marks about him, though, because it looked like he was holding out for a, a bigger team or he was holding out for a, maybe a better team. But 
Newcastle was the the side that were the most interested for the longest time. And I think bringing in Wilson and showing that ambition to get both of them, I think really struck a chord with them. And I think yeah. that's... Yeah, because we, we beat... And this is the other thing that I find deal. so difficult. We beat other teams to the signatures. It's not as if we were the only show in town. We weren't the only show in town. We've actually act, acted and Charlie has for once acted decisively in the transfer market. And as a leader of any sort of organization, you've got to do that and you've got to take that. Um, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's commendable that he, he's, he's taken that stance. But again, he's got to do it more often. And the biggest joke of today, obviously our dear friends down the A19, they've been busy as well, haven't they? Signing players. They've signed Danny Graham and some of their head gone bin sniffing um, <laughs> supporters were actually uh, trolling some Newcastle fans, us included as well, but we give plenty back. Um, saying that they reckon Danny Graham was a better striker than Callum Wilson. The absolute off their tits down uh, at uh, Wearside in Division 3. <laughs> They've re-signed Danny Graham today on a one-year deal. Um, but that again, that's just the cherry on the cake. I've I've smiled and I've laughed from um, leaving the house this morning right up until you know Ryan Fraser's been announced. It's just been an unbelievable day. But yeah, talent really, ta- you know, talented, um, skillful addition, a free transfer for Fraser in his prime years after what he's been able to assist down at Bournemouth is fan, you know, fantastic. Uh, and plus, you know, you got to remember this now. Now our fourth signing, we've got another signing all but done. That will take us up to five, and still potential of more signings to come after that. So, um, yeah, hand finally being put in the pocket. The original budget of thirty million pounds is well being surpassed already, and there's still rumours about um, Ribeiro coming in for another twelve million pounds as well. On top yeah. of that. Uh, quotes from the player tonight coming out that he's got his bags packed and he's ready to come to uh, to, to Newcastle. So the extra money that is being supplied on top of the original budget, brilliant. It is about time that we splash the cash. This should be, uh, he's, a, he's a, um, a saying of the current times, the new norm. Yeah, of the course. It, it should be, but just to end on Fraser saying, like, happy to be. Yeah, and all that. Like, nice to see in his interview notes today, um, saying he's a really great goal. So it must just be San- the, the the pull of Santiago Munez. I think he's a bigger pull than the club at the minute. Uh, bigger pull than um, the the ambition going. But it's again, mate. It's good. It's good to see. I mean, if the if the watch goal and impressed, and they want a bit of um, bit of Santiago Munez and. And, and the free kick at the end and the and the thrill of the fans and whatnot, let them go. It's a, it's a, it's a great pull for the team. It's a great film as well. The yeah, best the, tra- the training ground will just be the same as well. The training ground won't have changed. <laughs> <laughs> Using the same Fantastic. way that did in that film and the same towel as well. But yeah. um, no, nah, it's, it's been a... Been a brilliant, a brilliant day for, to be a Newcastle fan. Um, we've just, des- I think we've deserved the day as well because of the the shovels of shit we've had to we've had to put up with for the for the months now. You know, it's it's nice to see we we'll show a little bit of hope and a little bit of ambition. And Bruce was talking about a spark after the Stoke game, and yeah, I think that's definitely the yeah. spark. But on to Jamal Lewis, who's withdrew from the 
uh, Northern Ireland squad. He's watching Northern Ireland tonight and then he's flying over to St. James's to do the medical and complete the deal tomorrow. But um, fantastic player. Um, I've I've done my research, lightning quick. Him on the overlap with one of the wingers is going to be dangerous. A lot of potential there as well. Jake Humphreys was very... Um, ah, I was going to say, you, you were chatting to Jake Humphreys off BD yeah, Sport? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he responded to, to, to us regarding it and interacted and commented uh, how highly he thinks of the lad. And just like us with Jay, Jay Humphrey's fairly decent relationship amongst the fan base, uh, hoping this Jamal, Jamal Lewis can come in and, and really progress and develop his game. Because he's been linked with Liverpool, he's been linked with some big teams. So for him to come up here and to see what he can do, getting first-team football every week, it, again, it's... a uh, it's a, it's a sign of good things because when at the start of the summer when the takeover just fell through and stuff, very frustrating. And Bruce is saying he's going for an English core, a British core. It certainly seems like he's done so. Wilson, Fraser, uh, Jeff Hendrick, you know these players, and then we've got a British core well. like the Hayden, Shelby, and and the Cells, you know. So there's there's a good core of industrious players there. And the final the final question really is. For a couple of years, me and you, Paul, have really spoke about Warney a couple away from being a good side. Like, we've always had a solid work, hard work and squad, and like it's had potential to go and do things, but it's always been one or two really good signings away from doing something. And I always felt that under Rafa, if we'd added like four or five quality players to add the depth and the quality of the squad, you're looking at, you're looking at a good, a good season. And if we're bringing who we're linked to bring in, uh, on top of what we've already brought in, that's quality and depth for me. And I think, can Newcastle challenge for the top half? Is it going to be a case of more than relegation? Because it was doom and gloom last week because we didn't have a centre forward. Our attack looked very bleak. And, you know, Maximin and Almiron were only good attacking players, uh, along with Richie, who we thought was going to be out the door. But he's staying as well. And can I just say, regarding that, really happy he's staying. I, I, I love him. wasn't about that. Good graph good grafter, leader on and off the field and his antics as well, whether it's uh, calling referees or linesmen or, or, um, <laughs> or, or, or battering corner flags half to death or just battering Matty Longstaff about when he scores a goal. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a true... It, it is honestly really nice to have Richie around and in this Ashley regime where there's very few positive moments and they're very few and far between. He was... He, like, in the in the players that we've bought over the years, he's definitely one of the best in the Ashley regime, that's for sure. And it's de- and I'd go as far as saying either Rafa's first or second best signing uh, at the club. Really, really good player. And Gets just it. when you can't Gets see it, Yeah, he does. And that's what you need. You need someone who's going to fight for the shirt and have that grit. And to have him around for, for, for long, forevermore is a, a great thing. I know Bournemouth are still after him, but I think Newcastle should look to... Give up, give them the money if they want them. But, um, yeah, it's it, like I say, it's, it's, it's good to say on all, all, uh, all, all cylinders. But to go back to the question, is how far can Newcastle kick on with these extra signings, do you reckon, Paul? I think at the end of the day, we've had a couple of seasons where we've been lower mid half of uh, the table. We've stayed up and we've stayed up by you know, a few points, and it's been reasonably comfortable. I know we've had. 
moments where our hands are in in our mouths. But it's always at the end of the season you look and you think we've stayed up quite comfortably at, in the end of it. Uh, I think now if you've got a goal scorer in, you've got to factor in as well that Richie obviously knows how Wilson plays and stuff as well. So that's wow. another positive factor. Um, I think you've got to be looking. You've got to be looking to try and get your noses into that. 10th position. You've got to look to try and get into the top half of the table at some point. If you are planning to do progression, you know, the cup draw, the cup draw is being made, Carl, and it's very, very favourable. The championship team at home, yes, I know Stoke and I know Middlesbrough, but they, those were pre-season. Attack the cup right, you know, we've got, an, again, in the third round, a very favourable and on paper winnable match. Um, I know, again, it's a way and I know Oxford, for those of you, will be screaming uh, at, at the podcast at the moment. But, you know, if you report these things correctly, we've got to be due, got to be due a cup run. We've got to be due some luck in the League Cup somewhere along the line. And you know this season, more than any season, the big teams aren't going to be taking this competition uh, seriously. And when I say big teams, I'm talking the Liverpools, the Manchester United, the Cities, the Arsenal, the, the Chelsea. We'll call them. Yeah, the established European core won't be taking this as seriously as normal. So that, to me, gives an absolute massive opportunity and chance to do well in this competition. It's a one-off semi-final as well, Kyle. We've got a couple of rounds to play, play up until you know uh, autumn and in early winter. Then it goes dead for a little bit up and until you know up until the new year. Um, I would give virtually anything in the world to see Newcastle win a trophy. So yeah. if we can push up to around tenth in the table and progress to uh, the latter stages of a league cup, get to a final of a league league cup, I'll whisper that, or go even one step further. I can't say them words. I can't put them together. Uh, but that would be fantastic. But I think this year, I think if we were to look and be a lot more comfortable in the league, score some more goals, give the fans a bit of excitement, a bit of hope, give them a little bit of something back after the shower of shit that we've had all summer and yeah. for the past few seasons where we've been up for sale and money's been too tight to mention, um, that in itself, you know, you just want to go there and, and, and if you go a goal behind or if it's a tight game like it was against Burnley, you just want to be able to sit there and think, yeah, but we've got Callum Wilson up front. It only takes a second for him to score a goal, 1-0, and we win that. And you think of how many games, Carl, that we drew last season. I think we drew the most along with Wolves. If you can turn a couple of those draws into wins, it's going to push you up the table if you score some more goals. Because we, in, in essence, what we've tried to do today is to replace the goals of Rondon and Jose Perez, who left before. True. So if we can get a few more goals... Um, we will get more points it will push us up the table we will be more comfortable and then again when it comes to next summer you're more attractive to again the better players and there's quite a lot of dead wood out of contract next summer I'm talking Ashlaf Lazar I'm talking Hon Henry Savé and the likes um, and then again you look to improve in the same sort of way we're buying proven established quality players and you just build the club up. And that's what we want. We want a little bit of hope, common yeah. sense, build the club up. Uh, I don't give it a, a rat's a rat's ass about Mike Ashley. I really don't. I hate I hate the bloke. I still hate the bloke. I still despise Charlie. But today has been a good day for Newcastle. And it gives me a little bit of hope that we can have a better season. And it, we can have, 
you can see Newcastle fans were having smiles on our faces again because for too long we've been walking around like miserable bastards all the yeah, time. Bombing, and again, today to see the comment section, the community alive with positivity has been a fantastic thing to uh, to see and, and to feel. And, and long may it continue. 100%, mate. I, I totally agree. Like, it's been lot. We've been long on the tooth now for a bit of positivity, a bit of hope, and that's what I'd like to see this season. A little bit of progression, not where it fizzles out, or not where we're looking to hit forty points and be happy with forty points. Like, want. If if Steve Bruce is right to his word, and we're not a stagnating club, you've been given the players. Now prove it. Do you know what I mean? Um, for me. I think there's a lot of pressure on Steve Bruce now. He's brought, they've given they've given the money to bring in players that he wants. He's got to deliver now, Paul. I think uh, he does have to I deliver. Think, I think he's got to be fighting mid-table, top half, not worrying about not looking over his shoulder at any point. Not with the firepower we have um, up top, uh, and even in reserve, you've got Richie, who most bottom league, bottom Premier League clubs would kill for. You know, and he's in reserve. And even Jolin and paid, I know on paper it looks a lot better. They'll paid 40 million for him, but we've got potential in him coming off the bench as well. And the likes and experienced heads like Andy Carroll and Dwight Gale to come back from injury. But like, there's a there's a lot of hope there to, to go and do something. I think if Steve Bruce doesn't deliver and we do still have a bad start of the season, it, it, it could get toxic very quickly for him because. If they've if yeah. they've backed the manager, the very rarely backed managers at Newcastle, um, they backed Pardew a, a little bit, um, when he when he got like the French mix up and he got uh, Kabai and that in, uh, in the early part of his career at Newcastle, then the backed McLaren. You've got a float. You've got a float Lee Charlie's board, if you know what I mean. <laughs> to get any money, <laughs> <laughs> praised him a couple of times in the press, but no, he he backed McLaren. That went. Horribly oh. wrong, and then and now they've backed Bruce. So can Bruce back up what he said? Prove Bruce, prove that you are a Premier League manager, prove that you are not a Championship manager. Like, show like, people, show people, shut them up. He, he got really aggravated when he was in an interview with Sky Sports and he got quite aggressive with them. And he, and he was saying to them, Use lot were linking Pochettino with my job, use lot were linking Tom, Dick, and Harry to my job, and he got quite annoyed and pissed off. The only way that you're going to shut the likes of them up and their little shit stirvers down south at the newspapers and these journalists and talk sport and stuff is to get a few results, to ruffle a few feathers up. Basically, what I don't want us to do is to do what we did against Manchester City. Accept defeat, but just try not to lose by too many. Yeah. Stop embarrassment. Because that is that is the old school, typical Mike Ashley Newcastle. We'll, we'll lose. We're okay to lose as long as we don't lose by too many. They don't Not want to rock the boat too much. They want to control the PR narrative. I want us to go and pound for pound, have have a you know a slugfest with some of these teams, and to say we are going to try and out outscore you. We are going to put a few goals in the net. We do have threats from all over the pitch. Don't underestimate Newcastle, because ASM, because Miggy, because uh, uh, Fraser, you know Matt Ritchie, uh, Callum Wilson, and Andy Carroll coming off the bench, yeah. Those sort of players, match winners, John Joe Shelby, you know, don't leave any space in the box. Sean Longstaff will punish you. Do you know what I mean? That's how that's how it needs to be. We need to be edgy. We need to have our bit of attitude, a bit of nastiness about us. 
And I hope that Steve Bruce can bring that to our play because he seems like a nice bloke. And I just think to in order to, to succeed, just need a little bit of a nasty, ruthless streak. And maybe the fact that everybody's been linked to his job has lit a bit of a fire under him and maybe just pissed him off and irked him a little bit. I hope it maybe has. We'll I hope it has. Yeah, because mm, yeah, that's what we need. Because a lot of the farm base mates still very undecided on him, like I am. Like, there's one week I think he's he's great when we'll perform well against the likes of Bournemouth and beat them 3 3 1, or when we'll beat West Ham 3 2, or when we'll beat uh, Man United. Or there's some weeks where I think he's just absolute dross. And like, I'm still undecided off him uh, by him a year on. And it's like, I've never had that with a manager before. So, like, he's got to yeah. stamp in that. You've got a good feeling normally, haven't you? Like we've spoke about it on past podcasts on the Keep Our Cell Part 2 podcast, if you want to check that out. We spoke about Steve Bruce in depth and what his, what his inconsistencies are as a manager, uh, in particular with his formation, his squad management and stuff. You've got to prove people wrong this season, Bruce. You've got to make sure the injuries stay down to a minimum, not where we were last season. And you've got to, we've got to be consistent on the field as well because we weren't consistent last season, Paul. Um, and hopefully, with the quality that we now have now added to the front line to go with Maximin, to go with Miggy, you know, takes pressure off of them and adds and adds to the firepower that we've got. And hopefully, we can scrape, have the, just have quality to edge games because we'll have them better players. You know what I mean? So we need to. Uh, yeah, so yeah. like the Burnley nil nil at home. You nick it one or two nil, you know. Games like Burnley at home are the perfect example. Watford at home, Brighton, games that just peter out into nothingness, and you're like, you like, you feel slightly violated after you watch what you know, watch them and a bit dirty and this, that, and the other. Um, you, you just want to be able to think, ah, we had one chance in, the, in that game, and it felt to the right player, or they switched off for just a second and we nicked it. You know, or there was a mistake like there was against the Sheffield United at St James's Park. Yeah. Bang. Do you know what I mean? Or they switched off and they thought it would be offside. You know, like like for example, that goal down at Bramall Lane. Only John Joe Shelby would have scored that uh, goal in the Newcastle team last year because he he thinks about things and he was switched on. And we won that game because he was switched on. If we can have more moments like that and edge some of these draws and turn them into victories. It's it's better, you know. You've you've got to gamble a little bit, and even if you draw, you know, a couple of them draws go each way. The fact of the matter is, the more wins you get, obviously, the higher up you, you, you're going to get. So it's worthwhile gambling for the win and not just settling for a draw and thinking that's another point towards forty. That's another point towards forty. We need to drop that mentality of just another Four. point towards forty yeah. and think, well, how do we get to the top after the table? Because that's where we should be. There's no doubt about it. We we deserve to be minimum for the size of club that we are and the support and everything else. We deserve to be in that upper echelons and we do deserve to be able to compete. Compete, that is. I'm not saying we deserve, we should, you know, I've got a divine right to win a cup, but we deserve to compete in cup competitions. So looking forward to a more positive season than what I was feeling uh, even a week a couple ago. Of days ago, yeah, yeah, it's nice to have a bit of positivity, mate. Because as I, I think I say, is on the podcast last week before the links with Wilson and Fraser were evident that um, I'd never felt so gutted for a season to start and I'd wanted it to end already, even though I hadn't even started. But I'm looking forward to seeing these new lads in action, uh, hoping 
that the Jamal Lewis deal isn't the end of the road. I know we're linked with Holden, Rian Brewster, um, linked with a couple Rivero. of players. It's hopefully we can uh, we can bring a couple of more in because I still think there's a fullback needed. Um, if Lejeune and Cher going would need a centre back in, and I think another maybe another forward if you want to push it a little bit more, but. I'd be happy with what we'll have up front because I think yeah, Wilson can stay fit. I think Brewster. Brewster's been linked to Kyle. Um, strong link with him for a, a loan deal. He was on loan at Swansea last season. He would come in and provide certainly cover whilst Dwight Gale was recuperating. And I think if we were to get him in on loan, there may even be a shout that likes a Mutu goes out on loan. That's what I'm hearing. Um, so if you've got Carroll and say Brewster, for example, uh, as bench options, you're starting with uh, Callum Wilson, and then if you can get Dwight Gale back within a couple of months, so ready for the Christmas fixtures, really, um, when again they're coming thick and fast, that would be good, and that would be a great uh, top four for you know for for, for the uh, for the for the strikers and everything, um, and again you, you rotation wise with the three behind the main striker, you've obviously got the the the, the main three will be the main starters, but then you, like you said, you've got Richie, you've got Joe Lydon. Um, you've got the likes of um, Atsu, Sean Longstaff uh, is available in, in that pool of players because I do think Sean needs to be playing a um, bit more more further up. He's much more dangerous up there than he is playing um, like CDM or out like that. And then yeah. even further back, Shelby is still a fantastic player. Hayden, we need to sort the contract out as soon as the transfer window is done. We need to sign him up. Uh, you've then got Matty. You've also um, got Barlaze, and dare I say it, I know it, it's a, it sounds dirty, but Henry Savé as well is your is your maybe your fifth or sixth choice central midfielder. So there's options all over the place. I agree with you. I'd like to see a right back in, but I think for a right back to come in, Kyle, I think one's going to have to leave of Mankio, Kraft, and uh, Yedlin, and I assume it would be Yedlin. Yeah, I think it would be as well, but. In terms of the main signings, mate, I think that that's pretty much it. I think we've yeah. shown how how happy we are. I think we've we've spoke about them in the best way that we can. It's just all about what what they can do in in uh, in Newcastle shirts now. And it's been compared to the transfer window of under McLaren, where we bought in loads of quality players. I think the difference is this time is that the Premier League proven, and you know they can do a, a reasonable job in the Premier League, and it definitely. 100% improves the squad, which is yeah. brilliant to see. In what is a rare, brilliant transfer day for Newcastle United, it's... Uh, are you, you going to give a, a thanks, though, Carl? You've not, you, the thing is, I think you've been a bit rude there. Come on. You know, and I know, that before these deals got signed off, that Tottenham and Liverpool had to approve oh. these deals, first oh, of all. So you need, to, uh, you need to get show some manners and thank those teams for allowing us to sign them players. I, 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 I'm really sorry. Paul, thanks yeah. for reminding us. Richard Mastads, um, Liverpool, Tottenham Hotspur, thank you so, so much for allowing us, Very you gracious. Little, little minnow Newcastle United, to sign such great players as... Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser and Jamal Lewis. And hopefully, with your common courtesy and your gracious, gracious attitude, we can sign a couple more before the end of the transfer window. But uh, There's only one problem, though, Kyle. There's just a problem with that, though, isn't there? Not the, only, coming up. The, only, the only problem is, is that thanks to Sky TV and their great programming, we can't actually see, see the fucking play. We've got to watch the highlights or watch any uh, Saudi equipment that you've got. 
hanging around. Anyone got a bit of coo box or bit of water <laughs> called? <laughs> message the message the page if you have and let us know. But yeah, it's going to be a bit weird, isn't it? We've got all these new fantastic signings and we can't actually watch them. Uh, the stadiums are still closed. <laughs> um, and the only way you can watch it is through um, ill-gotten ways, isn't it? So... <laughs> Well, it's it's been a it's been a positive show this week, so it's a good one. We've got a couple more coming. We've got um uh we're best NUFC Premier League squad uh, and we're worst as well. They'll be released over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> you, might realize, you might realize we'll say episode twelve in the, the first episode and episode thirteen because we didn't expect Wilson and Fraser to sign literally the next day. So um, bear with one that one. I do apologise in advance. But, Might uh, be an A yeah. after one. One That's... will be like 12A. One will be 12, one will be 12A. Yeah, definitely. Like it's it's, it's <laughs> probably randomised on the on the podcast in any way, mate, as always. But um, as always, it's a, it's a, um, it's been a good show. More positive this week, and hopefully the positivity continues as we roll into the season. But um, I've been with Paul, as always, a pleasure, mate. And uh, I've been Kyle. And uh, you've been listening to the Magpie 24-7 podcast. And uh, yeah, catch us all in a bit. Keep it tuned.